The news has broke. Tiger Woods is out indefinitely after his fifth back surgery. The doctor is in. We will have details coming up. Plus, now we know why John Rahm withdrew. Apparently, it was because of a bad back. And word is, it happened in the gymnasium. And you'll hear from Brooks Kepka, Matt Wolf, and all of the stars with the LPGA this week in Orlando, Daniel, Brittany, Brooke, and more. We are Fairways of Life Worldwide. Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. So yesterday on Tiger's Twitter, the following was posted, and I'm quoting, for those of you on the radio side and the TV side, you're going to actually see the tweet. Uh, And first of all, welcome, one and all. Sorry I didn't say good morning to you, good day to you from wherever you're watching this around the world. Tiger, quoting, has recently undergone a microdisectomy procedure to remove a pressurized disc fragment that was pinching his nerve after experiencing discomfort following the PNC championship. His doctors and their team have determined it to be successful and expect him to make a full recovery. Quote, I look, this is Tiger being quoted now within, within his tweet, quote, I look forward to begin training and am focused on getting back on tour, end quote, to Tiger. While Tiger will not be competing at Torrey Pines at Riviera, he is still, or Riviera, I beg your pardon, he is still looking forward to serving as tournament host of the Genesis Invitational. Now, there was an article, there was a ton of articles, obviously, overnight. This one I liked in particular because it gave us a chronological as well. Daniel Rappaport from Golf Digest. Tiger Woods' 2021 season is on hold after he announced that he underwent a microdisectomy procedure on his back to remove a pressurized disc fragment that was pinching a nerve. He's expected to be sidelined through at least the first two months of the year and will miss both the Farmers Insurance Open and the Genesis Invitational where he doubles as tournament host. The operation was, was brought on by discomfort Woods felt following the PNC Championship in December. Doctors characterized the surgery as a success and expect a full recovery per Woods' release. And a source close to Tiger says the hope is that he can return to play in time for the Masters, which begins April 8th. It's the fifth operation Woods, 45, has had on his back in the first since a spinal fusion surgery in April 2017. He previously had the microdisectomy surgery three times in 2014 through 2015. Uh, Tiger's quote once again from the tweet was, I look forward to begin training and focus on getting back out on tour. Woods' back has been an issue for the better part of the decade. He was able to play just one PGA Tour event and missed the cut at the 2016 Farmers Insurance Open between August 2015 and December 2017. He suggested at the 2017 President's Cup that his days as a competitive golfer might be over, but the fusion proved to be Woods' lifeline back in the competition. He resumed play in late 2017. He competed in 18 events in 2018, highlighted by a victory at the Tour Championship that August. Seven months later, he went on to claim his fifth Masters in spectacular fashion, adding a 15th major title and its first in nearly 11 years. It capped one of the most remarkable comeback stories in sports history, and it reestablished Woods as a force at the top of the game. Woods took the next month off to celebrate the victory, then struggled to play with the same consistency upon his return that summer. In August 2019, he underwent an arthroscopic surgery procedure on his left knee. That was his fifth operation on that knee. 
and missed three months, only to win his first event back of the Zozo Championship in Japan. That marked his 82nd PGA Tour victory, tying Sam Snead on the all-time record. Woods then played inspired golf as a playing captain at the President's Cup that December, going 3-0 in leading his American side to victory at Royal Melbourne. That performance raised expectations of the 2020 season. His body, however, simply would not cooperate. After posting a top 10 in his first start of the year at the Farmers, Woods struggled to practice and play at full strength in 2020. He played just nine tour events and skipped the number of tournaments he'd normally compete in during the spring, including the Players' Championship. The rest is back. The idea, ostensibly, was to peak for his title defense at the Masters in April. COVID, of course, had other plans. He returned in July to the Memorial and did not post a finish better than a tie for 37th in his seven events after the restart. For the better part of the last two years, Woods has frequently noted that he's at the mercy of his now 45-year-old body and the wear and tear he's accumulated over time, saying, quote, my body just has moments where it just doesn't work the way it used to. He said this at the Masters, continuing, no matter how hard I try, things just don't work the way they're used to. Uh, No matter how much I push and ask of the body, it just doesn't work all the time. End quote. That from Daniel Rappaport. Uh, Dr. Michael Maloney is the chief of sports medicine at the University of Rochester Medical Center. Uh, He's been on the Fairways of Life show many times previously, ironically, often talking about Tiger and his various ailments and procedures. And he's joining us live today. Uh, Doctor, how are you? Uh, We appreciate your time. Good morning. I'm doing well. Thank you. Looks like before we jump into things, looks like you got a fresh uh, coat of snow behind you there peeking out the window. We sure do. Not much golf happening up here unless it's on a simulator. All right. Well, there's it, it, true. And there's not going to be that much golf apparently happening for Tiger Woods with this fifth microdisectomy surgery. I guess in, in light of what you just heard, in light of what you know, why would a surgery such as this, a, a fragment in the disc, could just explain to us, if you please, what happened? Sure. So um, you nicely kind of ran through his history of uh, back surgeries. And the one that seemingly had been the most successful for him was that um, fusion that he underwent in 2017. So he had a, what's called an anterior lumbar interbody fusion. And so what that does is it fuses two of the vertebrae, um, in, in particular, the lower called lumbar five level to the sacrum. So that procedure by fusing those two levels takes away the motion and the disc now won't see that pressure anymore because it's been removed. But what happens is force then gets transferred to adjacent levels. And so in this case, more than likely, he's experiencing um, disc disease or disc protrusion above the level of his previous fusion. um, And that's pinching the nerve. And so the hope is something simple like a micro discectomy where they are able to go from the back and remove some of that um, extruded disc material and get it off of the nerve root will relieve the pain that he's experiencing and he won't have to go through something more significant like an extension of that previous spine fusion. So when when they remove a pressurized disc fragment, uh, the, those discs are, are almost gelatin, correct? So, so how does it heal and when it heals, does it actually repair the site where a fragment's been taken away or what's left when the healing is over? Yeah, that's, that's part of the, the issue is that these discs with time and with wear and tear, they almost dry out. They become, we say, desiccated. And that's part of what we call degenerative disc disease. 
And then when that fragment gets pushed out or extruded, um, the goal of the procedure is just to take out that piece that's now been um, herniated or extruded that's pressing on the nerve root. You leave what's still left there, um, and that's one of the potential risks of this type of a surgery is that you can get a recurrent disc herniation that's then pinching on the nerve root again, have to go back and take more disc. Um, and sometimes if that continues, that's where you end up getting to a point where you fuse those two vertebral bodies and eliminate the disc as being an issue anymore. Uh, doctor, I know you've shared this with us in the past, but when you fuse, what is that? Are you, put, are you putting some kind of metal rods in along the spine or how is that actually accomplished? So in this case, usually what they do is this, this, this phrase of interbody fusion. Um, they'll use some bone graft. They'll use a cage or something to hold the material together. They'll get all the material between those two vertebral bodies out, and they basically then fuse one vertebral body to the other. Um, you know, when they do this from the front, uh, that anterior uh, lumbar interbody fusion, they're able to go through the abdomen, which allows them to preserve the back muscles um, and theoretically allows an, a, an easier recovery, maybe with less pain. Um, but oftentimes they have to go from the back. And so if this extends uh, the fusion level, he will ultimately lose more motion. Um, and then the risk is there that the next level above can become degenerative with time. So it's, uh, you know, the back is a complicated thing. And certainly it's his back has seen, you know, so much force over the years and wear and tear. Um, and as he said, he's kind of at the mercy of his body at this point. You, you know, the, the old jingle about, uh, you know, the ankle bowl is connected to when, when you heard me reading that that article from Golf Digest about Tiger recently undergoing another surgery on his left knee as an expert in the human body and repetitive motion injuries and particularly sports related injuries. Does it surprise you, doctor, in any way at all that, that injuries in one part of the body lead to injuries in other parts of the body? Well, I mean, that's, that's definitely true. We see that all the time. And, you know, whether patients or athletes are conscious or it's happened subconsciously, if they've got a joint that's not healthy, that's injured, um, they change the mechanics of how they do things. And so, they may be experiencing hip pain or knee pain on the other side, or they develop plantar fasciitis, or they can get a back injury. Um, so it's very common that uh, there's a link biomechanically between these joints. Certainly his knee has its own history, you know, his ACL injury and yeah. some cartilage and the fracture he experienced. So I guess it's not surprising that he's, you know, had to deal with kind of repetitive uh, knee conditions and there might be some correlation between what's happened with his knee and what he's experienced in his back. Um, you know, those things certainly can go together. When you talk about wear and tear over time, uh, specifically referencing Tiger's back now, uh, you and I had this discussion when he had the initial fusion. Uh, you, because of being an expert in sports movements such as you are, you also uh, know a great deal about the golf swing. What have you seen from the swing that was of Tiger Woods to the swing, even at its at its peak, say, when he won the Masters? What kind of differences do you see there, doctor, in terms of your knowledge of knowing that he's probably working around a fusion? Well, I can acknowledge I know a lot about sports medicine, but maybe not as much about the golf swing. I could use <laughs> some more work there. Um, I, I think, you know, he, he's the first to admit that his swing has changed and he's had to accommodate for these injuries and maybe not 
um, exert as much force or rotation through his spine um, as a result of these injuries and the treatments that he's had. So uh, I think, you know, it's not uncommon for all athletes that they have to deal with these type of wear and tear uh, injuries. And the goal is how do you manage those injuries and those symptoms and get them back to the point where they can still compete and, you know, you're never going to take away his gifts of the mental fortitude. That guy knows how to compete. Uh, you could give him one leg and half a spine, and he'd probably still be out there competing at the highest level. He's just that gifted. Um, so that's just the, the the challenge that athletes have to overcome. All right. So two, I only have two questions for you, and then we'll let you go. And we appreciate your time, Dr. Maloney, as, as always. The first question is this, realizing that everybody's body is different and healing rates are different and, and prior trauma to, to the areas are different, et cetera. Uh, a, a general sense, if, if you please, in terms of how long something like this would take to heal before Tiger can get back at trying to do little things and then full swings. So that's one of the potential benefits of a microdiscectomy is that it's a, a minimally invasive procedure. The incision is small, the dissection is minimized. So the trauma to the muscles and the nerves in the back aren't quite as extensive. With that, the hope would be that within six or eight weeks, someone's able to get back to training and hitting golf balls. So I think the goal of possibly being ready for the Masters in April is real. Um, But again, you know, he's had multiple procedures. And so it's hard to know how your body's going to respond after a fifth back surgery. Um, Is it going to be along that typical timeline that we might expect with a microdiscectomy, or is it going to take a little bit longer? And, and, you know, certainly he's got uh, world-class trainers and, you know, things at his disposal to, to help expedite his recovery. Um, but I think the hope would be that within six or eight weeks, he's able to get back out there and start swinging. All right, Dr. Michael Maloney, Chief of Sports Medicine at the University of Rochester Medical Center. You have spent your career working with world-class athletes. The way that you were describing Tiger's surgery why he needed this one certainly didn't sound like an individual basis or a surprise to you. It sounded like something that is a progression. Is that a correct interpretation on my part? Is this a progression? How dark is it? What does it tell us about the future? Yeah, I think it is a progression. You know, as, as I, we talked earlier, when you have a fusion and you eliminate the motion between those two vertebral bodies, um, force then gets transferred to the next level, whether it's above or below. And the type of fusion that he had previously was at the lowest lumbar level to his sacrum. So now the force is going to go to the next level above that. Um, And so in some ways, you know, given what he's doing and the the hours he's putting in and and the force he's exerting on his body and his spine specifically, it's not surprising that, that uh, over time there's been some breakdown of that, disc material and he's experiencing these type of symptoms. It's, it's tough to say if he's going to have issues down the road that require more surgery again. It's, it's one of those things where recurrent herniation after this type of procedure is only around 5%. So uh, the hope would be that he allows his body to heal properly. He gets back his, his core stability and all the stability of the back muscles. And um, he's able to get back out there in the next couple of months. We hope so, too. Dr. Michael Maloney, thank you very much, as ever, sir, for your time. Absolutely. Thank you, and have a great day. Thank you. Uh, Amazing stuff from Dr. Maloney. He's joined us many times on the show over the years to talk about uh, issues such as this. Uh, The last time I think I spoke to him, it was was relative to Brooks Kepka 
and the patella tendon, but we've spent a lot of time talking to him over the years about Tiger Woods specifically. Absolutely amazing stuff. Uh, You can play some amazing golf if you play the right golf ball. BridgestoneGolf.com. Make sure that you get fit. You can be V-fit right there at BridgestoneGolf.com, especially now in in this COVID era that we're living through. It's important to know that you can get the information that you need for the most important part of your equipment. Go ahead and say it. It is the most important part. It's the only part you're going to play in every single shot, and that's your golf ball. Don't just find one under a tree or in a pond someplace and Put it into play. Make sure that the one you're playing is right for you, and you can at BridgestoneGolf.com. We're going to be back with more of the Fairways of Life show on this Wednesday. We have a ton to go through with you today, which includes hearing from some of the biggest names in the game. It is a big week in golf. I know it's still in January, and we've got all kinds of other things going on around us. It's Inauguration Day today. We have huge playoff games coming up in the NFL, the NBA, the NHL. But yeah, in January, we have golf to think about. And I'm hoping that whether it was last couple of weeks seeing it in Hawaii or this week seeing it in the desert of the sort of California or Abu Dhabi or the seniors in Hawaii or the LPGA here in Orlando, that you're able to enjoy some of the beautiful sights and sounds and sunshine and dream about what lies around the corner. More of the Fairways of Life show around this corner. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours, and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles. And they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. The best golf experiences are the unique ones that combine breathtaking beauty, inspiring designs, and refined luxuries. Streamsong Resort, conveniently located in Central Florida, is unlike any golf experience you've ever had. Award-winning courses by Corin Crenshaw, Tom Doak, and Gil Hans will challenge and amaze in a dunescape you'll swear cannot exist in Florida. Awaken your senses then at their opulent spa or enjoy world-class bass fishing, archery, or clay shooting. The options are endless, and you can cap it all off with luscious and distinctive culinary choices to delight any palate. Visit StreamSongResort.com today to plan your golf trip. That's everything that you would want and nothing like you've ever experienced. I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgestone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, that made superior products, so I did. I came back, and I started playing with the Bridgestone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D, that's available to them, and what they were able to create that helped me win golf tournaments. Even though we're in Texas, we don't believe that bigger is always better. At Ben Hogan Golf, we believe in something called micromanufacturing, a concept Mr. Hogan taught us long ago. 
It's a belief that handcrafting golf clubs one at a time to your exacting specifications is the reason we make some of the best quality and best performing equipment in the world. And we don't believe in big prices. That's why we only sell directly to you at BenHoganGolf.com. Let me ask you a question. Are you in pain on the golf course? You know, pain management is a crisis in America. It affects over 100 million people and 35% of golfers. But now we can do something about it. BioFit 360 is a new company here to help us manage and alleviate that pain naturally. They've developed a formula that safely extracts CBD from the hemp plant and utilizes all of its healing properties to help us. They have a relief cream, they have gummies, they have sleep aids, and much more. It will change the way you feel on the golf course and in life. All you need to do is head to BioFit360.com. Feel better, do better, be better. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show, golf's only morning live digital radio, digital television golf talk show. I say morning, and I realize for those of you watching us around the world, it's actually a lunchtime now for many, and we welcome your company. Maybe it's dinner time from if you're watching us out in the desert. Abu Dhabi is where the European tour is. The American Express is in the desert in the United States, and there are some notables in that field that includes one Brooks Kepka as well. Uh, we do thank Dr. Mike Maloney for joining us uh, in the last segment, as you, as you saw the name pop up there, because he's, he's absolutely brilliant. And his knowledge and experience to be able to come on and talk to us about uh, what happens with, uh, with surgery and the fusion and the likes with Tiger Woods or anybody else was absolutely fascinating. Uh, there you can see it. Uh, Phil Mickelson is in the field. He'll be speaking to the media today. Patrick Reed as well. Uh, Rogers Woodland. American Ryder Cup captain Steve Stricker, Francesco Amolinari, and there's our friend Doc Redman in there, Matt Wolf. You're going to be hearing from Wolf and Brooks Kepka, but let's start with Brooks Kepka with this. You know, you've got Brooks. He's, I love Brooks as a competitor. I love the fact that when he sits before the media, he generally looks slightly annoyed. And so what are you going to ask Brooks Kepka? If you were the media member and he sat down in front of you, what would be the first question you would ask? Clearly that first question would be, how are you feeling? Yeah, no, it's, I mean, I'm healthy now, so um, I'm not worried about it. Last year, just kind of put it out, um, you know, went and actually had another uh, round of PRP in my knee um, about uh, two weeks ago, just to make sure, um, and the ultrasound on it, they said there's barely any tear now, so, you know, it's a lot of progress, came a long way, uh, a lot of hard work, but um, just excited where, you know, it's probably the best I felt in maybe since 18, so. I'm, I'm very happy with it, and um, I, I don't even, last year doesn't even register in my head. So I apologize, PRP? Yeah, it, they take your blood, they spin it, and they inject it. They inject it back into the patellar tendon. Um, you know, there, there's barely, there's scar tissue there, which is good. Um, and uh, there's really barely any tear now, so it's, it's a good thing. Yeah, anytime you win, you're going to be confident, you feel confident. and um, Yeah, I mean, I do feel confident. Um, you know, this, my whole season last year was, um, you know, for the last year and a half, it's been injury. Um, I, I couldn't shake it, tried to play, adjust my schedule, tried to play through it. And, um, you know, injuries attract other injuries and that's kind of sums up the season. I, I feel like, and, you know, like I said, I just put it behind me. I don't really, 
put too much emphasis on on last year. Um, and then, you know, my confidence is still is still high. I mean, I've, I've seen so much better results, so much better in my practice sessions now that uh, now that I'm healthy. Well, what does successful 2021 look like for you? A couple wins and a couple oh, majors. Tea time. Okay, so Brooks Kepka uh, addressing the media. We'll get you a tea time for Brooks uh, coming up here in just a little bit. And before we wrap up today, we'll give you the air times of where you can catch all of the action. Uh, Daniel Kang is amongst the stars on hand at the Diamond Resorts uh, Tournament of Champions in Orlando. Remember, there are celebrities there. There is also a, a great players on the LPGA. You can see some of the names noted there on your television screen you're looking at right now. Alex and Park and Hall and Kang, Corda Sisters, Lewis, Lincecum, and more. So let's first of all hear from Daniel Kang, where the question that she was asked was just about, you know, having a little bit of a break. How much of a break was it really? And are you ready to go? I don't believe that it was really a break. I think I had less than three and a half weeks to get things kind of organized. So um, it's been a chaotic few weeks, so it wasn't really a break. No, there were two moves. Uh, I moved. I um, Then I got exposed to corona twice, had a quarantine twice, take six tests in the last two weeks. It's been a little hectic, so golf hasn't been the top priority. But you're here. I bet, and I made it here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Which was the goal. Yeah, well, golf is always a priority for me, but um, sometimes, you know, things get in your way and I wasn't able to prepare like I normally can. Um, however, I have four weeks off after this week, so that's kind of um, the time I'm going to capitalize it on. And for the last week and a half is when I started practicing, actually, the way I would prepare for an event, um, knowing that I'm going to be here or hoping that I'm going to be here. Um, with all that said, I kind of look at this tournament as more of a, a fun one and a preseason starter. And no, it's like there's no better way to kick off the season with this event. So um, I'm really just really excited to be here. It's a limited event. You get to play with really fun people. i got some good friends that are playing in this event. So I'm just really ready to have fun. Again, we're going to go over air times for all of the golf coming up this week, and there is a lot of it coming up in just a few moments as well. So at that event, and Daniel was alluding to it, there are celebrities in the event as well. And in this cut that Dom has put together, this is Brian Baumgartner, who's from The Office. And I think The Office right now, uh, it's definitely on Peacock because I saw the commercials for that. I'm not sure where else it is on, on the, or if it's exclusive there now. I don't really know the answer to that. But I know that he was on that show. And I'll, I'll tell you kind of a funny story with, with, with uh, Brian. It was... Two years ago, three years ago, I was at an event for PXG because they were introducing a new product and Golf Channel sent me out there to do a feature on the product and what the technology is and all the rest. And so they had this big event, this big dinner. And Brian was there. I'll tell you what happened. Brian was there and I didn't recognize him from the office. He didn't, he kind of, you know, was casual and chill and all. It just didn't look the same. Normally in the office, they're all wearing their suits and all the rest. And so, but, and he, he must have, he must watch Golf Channel all the time or something. And so it was clear that we kind of knew each other, but you, you also could see, I thought he was a golf writer. I, I didn't know that he was from the office. So I was giving him a like, Hey, yo, what's up? What's up? And you could tell he was doing the same thing to me. Like he, like he didn't know where he knew me from. He's like, Hey, yeah, what's happening? Yeah. How you been? Good to see you. So we end up getting 
seated at the same table, and I still thought he was a golf writer. And then one of the people at the table, I heard them start to ask him about the office, like, are you guys going to do a reunion and blah, 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 all these type questions that those guys always get asked, of which I don't remember what he answered it because I was, I was too shocked with the revelation of who he actually was. So here is Brian starting in this piece, along with John Smoltz coming up second. And it's an interesting one because clearly they said, Brian, you're here to compete and you're here to prove something. So what's your strategy to win this event? And then John Smoltz just talked about, I don't know, being out of shape. Basically, I'm looking forward to dominating again. It's kind of what I do as I dominate whatever event I enter. Um, aside from that, no, I'm really looking. I've had the opportunity. In fact, I was a good luck charm. I think in the course of one year, I played with uh, Marina Alex and uh, Angela Stanford and Lydia Ko, all winners. So I, I basically, you want to play with me. That's what I'm saying. You want to play with me, and then I dominate. You know, honestly. Um I mean, with all the things that are going on and all the things you can't do, the one thing you could do is play golf. So I played a ton of golf. But the one thing I didn't do was take care of my body based on what was shut down physically. So I was in a cart the entire nine months. The challenge for me, honestly, is going to be walking. Because mm-hmm. these next four days, five days of walking the golf course is going to be a real challenge on me. Uh, so I'm borderline embarrassed to tell you that I didn't do anything cardio to get into this tournament. <laughs> Uh, but my golf swing and my game should not be, that shouldn't be the reason that um, I'm not prepared. It's just walking the golf course is, for me at this point in my, my life, until I get some the hips fixed, is, is a nice challenge, a, a big challenge. Well, I've had the pleasure of playing with her a few times before uh, she retired, so I, I've gotten to, to see what a treat it is to watch her play, and I think it's just great. Um, you know, Anytime Annika is is playing in a, in a golf tournament, I'm sure even though it was her livelihood, there's been some time gap that her juice that, that her competitive juices will be flowing again. And trust me, there is not an ounce in her game that she doesn't want to come out on top. So it's going to be a challenge for all of us. All right, I love what Brian was saying. He's just there to dominate. Makes sense. All right, Dom, did you get me some tea times? And, and obviously in California, they're going to be three hours behind us, so we'll give it to you Eastern time as well. Uh, yeah. Um, Brooks Kepka is teeing off at 940 local time, which will be obviously 1240 for us. He's actually with Cameron Champ and Paul Casey, which is very cool. And you just heard there from Brian Baumgartner. He's going to be playing with Cheyenne Knight. They tee off at 810. That's obviously Eastern time because that's a Florida event. And John Smoltz, listen to this group. John Smoltz is with Gabby Lopez and Annika Sorenstam teeing off at 9.50. I'd watch that. Defend champion, no doubt. And we can watch that. I'm going to go over airtimes with you when we come back from this break. PGA Tour Superstore is the number one golf retailer in America. We are so proud to represent the PGA Tour Superstore because they represent everything that you could possibly be looking for in the game of golf. It's 2021. It's time for you to find your game. You can do it online safely at PGATourSuperstore.com, or you can do it in the store safely as well. You can get custom fit and make sure that whatever you need for your game, you can compare and get perfectly fit for you, your swing, your game. All of that you can find at PGA Tour Superstore. And we are delighted to report to you that on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, we're going to have CEO Dick Sullivan on with us. 
Uh, Dick will be talking about everything going on in the world of golf, not only what's going on at the PGA Tour Superstore, but that will be inclusive as well. And you can catch that as streaming on their Twitter account around the world as well. We are Fairways of Life. We are worldwide. We're back with more. And when we come back, more discussion about how you can get what you want in your coverage of the PGA Tour. It is, I promise you, fascinating, and it's something that we're quite excited to share. Stay with us. If I told you legends like Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross have designed and inspired more than 10 breathtaking courses and they're all in one place, would you believe me? Where is this special place? How far do I have to travel for this golfing nirvana? The answer could both surprise and delight you. It's right around the corner in the heartland of the country. It's Boyne Golf in Northern Michigan. It's a destination so special, so unique, that you'll think you're playing golf on a work of art along the cliffs of the Monterey Peninsula or the raw sweeping landscapes of Scotland. From elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled golf vacation experience. Log on to BoyneGolf.com and see why they're at the heart of America's summer golf capital. It's likely that the world's greatest links golf courses will be the reason you will want to plan a trip to Ireland. And with over 400 courses to choose from, you're sure to find whatever you seek. But Ireland is about even more than great golf. In this ancient land, the past works hand in hand with the present from cultural sites to castle ruins. Stay in a country B&B or a luxury hotel and spa. Enjoy inspiring local culinary choices, a pint and music at a cosy pub. But most of all, enjoy the warmth and hospitality of the Irish people who will make you feel that you haven't travelled from home but have returned to it. Visit Ireland.com to get started. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel where there's something for everyone. From Kids Fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with thegolftravelgroup.com. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the all-new Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try the new Tour B. The Tour Ball. Reinvented. Let's face it, there's no better feeling than getting new golf gear. And where you get your golf gear matters. PJ Tour Superstore is America's number one golf retailer. Whatever you're looking for, they have it. And you can get custom fit. You can shop online or safely in their stores. At the PJ Tour Superstore, you'll always find golf's biggest brands and all the latest equipment right at your fingertips. If you need it or want it, they've got it. Log on to PGATourSuperstore.com to upgrade your game today. 
Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. Pleasure to have your company from wherever around the world you're joining us on this Wednesday. I'm smiling because as we're on the air, you know, because we're, we're so many different places, it's, it's, it's being distributed in so many different ways, we get messages while we're on the air, and there's tons of messages coming in right now from uh, Ireland in particular, which is funny because there's a lot of friends of mine that are, that are sending messages out, but they're coming in from all over the world. Thank you to those of you who are watching us in uh, Great Britain and Ireland. We get, we're getting messages uh, from Germany as well, and we even got one from Dubai today. Welcome, one and all. And for those of you uh, in the United States, today is a big day. It's Inauguration Day today, whether your guy won, whether your guy lost. I don't know the answer. I do know that when it comes to the game of golf, the game of golf is still winners with the presidents. I'll be doing a feature on golf today on Golf Channel coming up in a little while talking about the history of golf and the presidency. It's pretty fascinating. 16 of the last 19 presidents play the game. And while golf tends to become a political hot potato, it always has. I mean, probably the best golfer in chief was JFK. He was a single-digit handicap, even though his, his back was basically shot from injuries in the Second World War, but he played on the Harvard golf team. They kind of kept the golf that he played on the QT, for, again, for political reasons, uh, because uh, Eisenhower before him was similar to, to Trump in terms of his zeal and, and how often he played and, and people knew about it. But in all honesty, it was great for the game of golf that the, the president of the United States during the Eisenhower administration uh, played the game. It, it helped the game grow during that time, but JFK was a great player. And while it has been well chronicled how much Donald Trump loves the game, and obviously he's associated with it uh, from a business perspective as well, few people realize this, but Joe Biden is a single-digit handicap. He loves the game of golf. The last time uh, he's had it, obviously he's been busy. Uh, The last time he's had a handicap entered was in 2018. At that time, Joe Biden was a 6.7 handicap. So I'll be going through kind of the history of golf and the presidency going. I'll go all the way back to William Howard Taft uh, and take it right up to to our current uh, president in talking about what the game means uh, coming up on golf today in just a little while. Now, as far as the coverage goes for the American Express, I've been promising it to you throughout the course of the show. And there you can see on the television side, if you're listening to us on the radio side, I'll, I will read it to you accordingly. The broadcast coverage from American Express starts Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. That will be our coverage on Golf Channel. PGA Tour Live will start Thursday at 11.30 a.m. All these times I'm giving you are Eastern. PGA Tour Radio will start at 1 p.m. on Thursday for the coverage. Now, my next guest, I'm not kidding you, he one time told me that PGA Tour Live was going to show you every shot of every golfer at the players, which caused me to wonder what kind of mushrooms he was putting on his salad. But he said they're honestly doing it. Greg Hopvey is the executive producer of PGA Tour Entertainment. He joins us right now. What's up, Greg? Welcome. Matt, love the set. Love what you got going on there. It's amazing. This is a a very cool setup you have. Congratulations on everything you have going. Yeah, thank you, my friend. So you just heard me alluding to what you told us. I think the last time we had a chance to speak before, you know, the snap and and the wrinkle of of COVID, what you guys are doing is amazing with PGA Tour Entertainment. I guess I can't throw the net any wider than to say, tell us what's going on. 
Yeah, well, I definitely want to touch base on Every Shot Live, but let's get started. And, and I got to tell you, PGA Tour Live, you had the graphics. Very cool. Starts tomorrow, but we actually start today. We have the uh, American Express Charity Challenge. Uh, since the return to golf of the pandemic, we've had uh, we've had some of these every Wednesday. It'll start at 5 p.m. Eastern, and it will uh, it'll it will be Tony Finau, and I want to get the pairings right. Tony Finau and Landon Donovan against Paul Casey and Jake Owen. It'll be on the back back nine of uh, of La Quinta, and Phil Mickelson will be the host, and uh, he'll be out there with Colin Swatton serving as kind of an analyst walking host. And wow. uh, I've been told he'll have some clubs with him, so I wouldn't be surprised if he participates with some challenges of his own. So it should be very cool from 5 to 7.30 on Golf Channel and PGA Tour Live. That's Eastern time, folks, with, with those uh, air times, that PGA Tour Live. All right, so you've got so much going on. Now, I tried to do a rough count this morning, Greg. I think I came up with 34 events uh, that, that you're covering, not counting these charity challenges. Am I on the mark? Yep, exactly. And... Uh, you know, this is our, you'll see a lot of the similar coverage that you've seen if you're a fan of PGA Tour Live. Um, this is the final year with, with NBC Sports Gold and, and the PGA Tour Live as we know it because the new okay. TV rights deals kick in in 2022. We will be going to ESPN Plus and there'll be four weekly streams um, each, you know, each event. So a lot of growth in our future. We just had our first phone call with, with ESPN. We're very excited about the opportunity and the partnership that they provide. Um, definitely going to be a whiteboard where I throw some things up there and see what sticks. So um, we, are, we have a great year ahead of us on, on, on PGA Tour Live. But uh, obviously, the, this is just growing, as, as you alluded to. Did you, Greg Hoppy, just break news with telling us that you're going you're to expand to four streams starting in 22? No, it kind of it kind of goes back to your point about every shot live, Matt. It's funny. Um, the TV deals were announced the Monday of the Players Championship. We launched every shot live, which you were kind enough to have me on to promote on that Thursday of the Players Championship. We were going to show thirty thousand shots every player, and unfortunately, we all know what happened on Friday the thirteenth. Um, so the announcement of the broadcast deals really didn't get a lot of publicity, and every shot live only had one day. So we're back at it. We're planning in 50 days of the Players' Championship. We'll have every shot live again, and, and this time, you know, fingers crossed, uh, four full days. I, I got to ask you, since you brought it up again with it, with every shot live and, and how you did it, how you planned to do it, you did it for a day. How? How, how possibly do you do that? Do you, do you have cameras on, on every single hole, or how does that work? Yeah, it was huge, huge undertaking and great cooperation from NBC Sports. So not to get too in the weeds, but we what we did was we looked at the cameras that PGA Tour Entertainment had out there, and we were already doing force force channels for DirecTVs, and we were doing featured group coverage. So we had quite a few cameras out there. I'd say maybe forty. We looked at NBC's camera plan, talked to Tom Tom Roy, Doug Graber, and their tech team, and 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 kind of mapped out where their cameras were, and then we worked collectively to add a camera in a dark area. So for instance, there wouldn't be someone in the first fairway the entire day, not until C, uh, NBC Sports got there. So we we had to bring people in at seven in the morning to start with the first group. And so we really had like red dots all over the course for our cameras, green dots for NBC cameras and yellow dots for where we would have to add. We had over 102 cameras. We had point of view cameras that were unmanned behind every tee. Um, and, and it was a huge undertaking. The other challenge about that is 
as you know, Matt, most cameramen have a director in their ear the entire time. Yeah. Well, NBC still wanted their director and their camera guy's ears. We have our director and our camera guy's ears. There were some cameramen that didn't hear anything. And we talked to them ahead of time about just ball follow and a nice soft move back to the player. Um, but it was really weird and strange for them, C completely out of what they've, they've grown up doing. That is absolutely wild. Now, for 2021, we talked about the number of events that you're going to be doing. For people that are, they may not even be familiar with what PGA Tour Live is or how to get it, Greg. What can we tell mm -hmm. those people that have, that have yet to be converted as to why this is something that we've all fallen in love with? Yeah, thanks. Uh, it's definitely a, a golf junkies, yeah, dream come true. So if you don't know what it is, if you watch typical golf coverage, Golf Channel comes on at say three o'clock Eastern on a on a Thursday. Well, half the field has already gone through, and oftentimes Ricky Fowler shot a 66, and they come on the air at three o'clock with the highlights. Well, what we do is we have two simultaneously featured groups in the morning, so you won't miss any of the marquee pairings. And then we do the same thing in the afternoon on Friday. So basically, in essence, you, you're seeing the same group of people afternoon on Golf Channel, morning on PGA Tour Live, and then reversed. Um, so it's really, really just a ton of golf. Anyone who knows the sport knows that before this came along, there were so many shots that were missed and, and a lot of great things that hit the cutting room floor before the network even came on air. So we just supplement the Golf Channel uh, network coverage. Um, we do the same thing on Saturdays and Sundays, which is re really kind of cool because um, you'll get some pretty big names who just missed the cut or just barely made the cut on Saturday morning. I mean, we've had Rory McIlroy, DJ, Kepka, Tiger. Um, we're, you know, you, you turn on the app on a Saturday morning while you're out golf and you put it in your golf cart and you're watching 18 hole coverage of Rory and Tiger. And it's very cool. Um, and then we do feature hole coverage uh, later on in the afternoon. So, so wall to wall coverage of golf for four straight days. You just nailed me because that's exactly what I do, Greg. I, I watch it as, as I'm out on the golf course, put it in the cabin of the cart, and it's in there. You can see it perfectly. Don Cassett on his television, when I'm in the house, I'll actually pull up the NBC Sports Gold app, and I can watch it on the big screen. So how, when, where you consume this coverage of PGA Tour Live really depends on the individual, but there's a great deal of flexibility. Yeah, there really is. I mean, it goes anywhere with you. And to your point, the smart TV was, I think, a couple of years ago. So it's relatively new. And I, I use it on my smart TV on Saturday and Sunday mornings, too, and I'm not and now playing. So uh, it's, I know I have a lot invested in the, in the product, but I do think it's very cool for anyone who's into golf. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about your personal investment in, in this whole project, uh, Greg, it, it also includes the emotional side because you were there when this was conceptual. And now you're there as it continues to flourish are you surprised at how fast and how big this has become? I am, to be honest with you, Matt. We started streaming uh, 1999. We did the Island Green. Uh, you know, that was foreign back then. Your computer was still buffering. It, it wasn't a great experience. We had three cameras out there. Um, it was our iconic hole. Um, and then it got to the point where, you know, our chief media officer, Rick Anderson, really invested in it. And we did a, a 10 to 15 events, um, you know, as we, let's say, from uh, – 2006 to the new TV deal when we launched BAM um, six years ago. Launch with, launch with Major League Baseball Advanced Media Group was the streaming company at the time. Um, and then, and then you know, I'll remember when he called me in his office, him and Louis Coy Career, our SVP of media, and told me the ESPN deal is done. And, you know, to your point, Matt, I never could have foreseen what, what this has grown into, but it's exciting and uh, we're thrilled about it. You know, if we if we can, I, I don't mean to step away from golf because I think it's inherent in this discussion. 
But when you talk about digital content, whether it's sports, whether it's news, whether it's entertainment, how much is that going to be the pathway of the future in terms of the how, when, where that we get all of our coverage? Yeah, I mean, it's it's limitless, really. I mean, if you think about it, I'm an old school guy. I'm, I'm obviously, you know, in my 50s and it's I had three TV stations growing up, you know, but I think so many people are cutting the cord. And, you know, it, it just the fact that we are now not going to be on linear with so many hours of golf coverage with ESPN and already have been with NBC Sports Gold at much, much more than linear coverage. It, it already tells you that it, it's it's a shift. And, you know, I think even the pandemic has has changed the way people make content and and, uh, and consume it. I mean, I think people are so starved and thirsty for for anything that I think uh, it, it's become more of a raw, um, fun, um, quick hitting. And and I think to your point, Matt, like it, it's it's amazing the shift in content and and where it will go. You know, you talked about those three stations, but I know uh, TV 38, you watched your Bruins and uh, Red Sox there until Nesson kicked it as well, Greg Hoppy. There's no doubt about that. So 11.30 a.m. is when the live tournament proper coverage comes on this week, and you can catch the charity challenge tonight at 5 p.m. Eastern time as well. We're looking forward to all of that. Greg, as ever, thank you very much for your time. We're very proud of what you and everyone is doing at PGA Tour Entertainment and everything that PGA Tour Live has to offer in the season that stands before as we're talking about starting today. Thanks so much, Matt. Same right back at you. Your, your show is amazing. You, you keep growing. You keep advancing it, too. And uh, it's, it's just phenomenal. So congrats to you and Dom. Thank you so much, my friend. So we're going to get to some more sound from around the world of golf, including here in Orlando and the LPGA, as well as on the PGA Tour. I want to remind everybody that your golf is important, too. Maybe you need a wingman. Everybody needs a wingman. Well, wingman is exactly the name of the putter that Tour Edge is featuring to the world. Why? Because it has a very high MOI that stands for moment of inertia. That's the stability at impact so that you can make more putts. Get it started online and you will make more of them. You can check it all out at touredge.com. All right, so you've heard from a number of the different participants coming up in the golf that will be featured this week, and there will be a ton of golf featured this week. One of those that will be playing as a young star by the name of Matt Wolf at the American Express. We'll have his tee time when he finishes, but let's find out what was on the mind of Matt Wolf and how much he's had an opportunity to rest. Uh, yeah, break was uh, short but nice. Uh, wish I uh, could have had a little more time off. It was a pretty hectic end of last year with, you know, the times right now, COVID is being pretty crazy and, you know, had kind of had to, like, squeeze as many tournaments in. Um as you could, you know, ending last year to, uh, you know, just just because that's what everyone else is doing. And I uh, feel like the break wasn't quite long enough. I feel like I'm still a little tired and stuff, but um, gotten some work in the last couple weeks with uh, George and um, came down here a little early to work with him in person, which uh, was really helpful. And um, definitely feel like I'm making strides in my game to where I want my swing to be and um, you know, just trying to focus on conserving energy and, and uh, making sure that I have a good time out here. Because, uh, you know, with, like I said, with everything going on in the world right now, I'm thinking it's most important to go out there and, you know, try my best and always go out and win, but just make sure to uh, put everything in perspective and uh, 
you know, like I said, have a good time. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think the majors were the highlights for me. Um, you know, the top five in both of those, the runner-up at the U.S. Open, you know, just giving myself a chance to win um, in both of those um, events was just, you know, it was big for me. You know, the experience-wise, coming down the stretch at a major, um, not only coming from behind and playing well on Sunday at the PGA, but also holding a lead on um, going into Sunday at the U.S. Open. So um, kind of the same experience, but obviously a little different. I could say I, sl I slept a little better at the PGA than I did at the U.S. Open the night before the final round. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, it, it was just a lot of golf. Um, I feel like I had a lot of a lot of highs and a lot of lows, and um, I, you know, my game was where I wanted to be some weeks, and other weeks I felt like I, you know, couldn't find the map. And um, you know, it's golf. I feel like when you play so much and your body gets tired, and um, you know, you're not having someone constantly check up on you, it's easy to get a little, you know, off. And um, it's you know, like I said, it's just golf, and that's part of the game, but. Um, I feel like the most important thing that I try to do is focus on the positives more than the negatives. And, uh, sometimes that might be hard, but, um, feel like at the end of last year, you know, in that stretch of golf that I played, um, I feel like I hit a lot of, you know, hit a lot of good shots, but had a lot of good tournaments and a lot of good finishes. And even though the ones that I didn't play well at were, were, were you know, missed cuts and stuff like that, it's, uh. You know, like I said, it was a pretty crazy year last year and glad I got some rest and going to be able to, uh, you know, work on my game a little bit and I'm ready for this next year. And we're looking forward to all of that getting underway. I'm going to give you some tea times with the various stars that we've heard from today, which includes Brooke Henderson, who is ready to get back at it at the Diamond Resorts Tournament of Champions here in Orlando. Um, yeah, it's tough with having the break back home in Canada, not a lot of practice happening. Um, but at the same time, it was kind of nice to take a break and kind of get refreshed for 2021. And I'm really excited to be back here this week. Um, hopefully the game shows up and hopefully it's a good start. It is really fun, though, seeing all the celebrities. I was talking to Josh Donaldson, who I'm actually playing with on Thursday on the range this morning, and it's just a lot of fun, and it's a different atmosphere um, than just a regular tour event. We'll definitely miss the fans this year because it's always a huge part of this event, but I'm still looking forward to the opportunity just to, you know, getting to know some of these celebrities a little bit more, um, and I always enjoy playing with them. Actually, only playing 10 events last year kind of taught me how to prepare for events a little bit differently because I was having no more breaks naturally uh, that I wasn't used to having. So it kind of taught me how to prepare on those off weeks to still perform well when I was back out um, competing. Brooke Henderson, she will be competing this week. I'll give you the tea time. Uh, ask Dom about the same actually for everyone that we've heard from so far today in just a moment. First, let's hear from another. Brittany Linscombe talking about what she expects from the start of this season and it's supposed to be nice weather in Orlando, so it should be nice and warm to get going. Yeah, it's just um, kind of getting back in a rhythm. Obviously, last year, um, you know, having Emory and then the um, COVID stuff, you know, I had to take almost a year off, which is something I've never done. So trying to, um, you know, 
more it was more like the nerves of it and, and just getting back in a rhythm obviously a lot of weeks off you know it was kind of two weeks week off two weeks you know it's just hard to get in a rhythm really so um, towards the end of the season you obviously had a few more tournaments under my belt uh, it kind of seemed to start coming together and then unfortunately the, the season was over so um, hopefully we can pick up on that quickly again and um, get right back into it yeah it's so great this event is so much fun you know when when girls are like ooh, you know it's it's so early in the season you know I don't know if I, I'm gonna be ready I'm like it's not that kind of an event obviously we want to do well we want to you know get a lot of points make a lot of money um but just to hang out with some of the celebrities like i'm playing with colt ford today maybe tim wakefield um when do you ever get to do that like it's just so fun to kind of come and hang out and and hit golf balls on the range by these guys and just get to talk to them for two seconds um you know about life or their career or anything really so it's just a a really fun laid-back event and obviously we want to do well though so Brittany's talking about trying to find some rhythm. I liked when Madeline Sagstrom addressed the media as well because she was talking, in my, my interpretation, more about philosophy. Well, I think any times when you can just go out, have a good time, kind of get reminded why you play the game is good. And I think for me this week is home, home course, no pressure. I'm going to have a lot of uh, my fans out there, members from the course that I see on a daily basis. Everybody's excited. I'm excited. I'm just going to go out, try to enjoy it as much as I can and just kind of make it a fun experience for them. I think I just have more confidence in myself. I, I know I can perform against the best players in the world, and I think that just just feeling that, like, calmness in myself a little bit more has, has made the biggest difference. I think um, as a professional golfer, you're so depending on your results and that determines what you can do. And I kind of know where I'm at. So I'm just trying to, just like I said, get out of my own way and just trying to just let my game out there because I know my game is good. I just tend to be my own enemy sometimes. All right. So Dom, let's, it, it, we'll do two birds with one stone here. Give us the tea times that you have, if, if you please, from everyone that we've heard from. But I also want everyone to be able to see, especially those of you who are on the television side, I will explain to you on the radio side, what the air times are and when you can get your coverage of golf, because there's golf going on quite literally all over the world. Yeah, sure, Matt, of course. Um, I'll just run through. Obviously, we just heard from Matt Wolf. Let me just quickly, I'm going to try and find some notables here at the American Express for you. Uh, Matt Wolf is with Kevin Nye, Tony Finau. They tee off at 10.50. So every, every time I give you is local time. So this is West Coast time that I'm giving you here. Steve Stricker is in this event. He's at 10.40. You've got Patrick Rogers at 10.30. Our friend Mark Hubbard. Hubs, back in the mix. 10.30, he tees off. Just scrolling around here, we've got uh, Matt, your buddy Rob Oppenheim, 10.10. is going to be there. It's a very, very crowded field. It's a very large field. Brant Snedeker, 9.50. Keegan Bradley, 940. Jimmy Walker, 930. Francesco Molinari is making an appearance. It's been quite some time since we've seen uh, Francesco uh, Molinari in action, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of shape he's in. Uh, Charles Schwartzel's in the field, 920. Um, Peter Malnati, 11 o'clock. Scott Stallings, 11 o'clock. Let me go to the bottom here. That's probably we're going to have some of the larger names that Brooks Kepka's of the world. Our friend Joel Damon's at 11 o'clock. Joel is going to be joining us this week, actually. I spoke what? to him, and he said <laughs> – so he's teeing off early. You can see he tees off at 11 o'clock uh, tomorrow, right? So, yeah. so he's, he's early, early You're saying he's, he's early the, on Friday. He, so he's going to be early on Friday. Tomorrow we have a World Golf Hall of Famer uh, joining us and an LPGA star. It's a very crowded show tomorrow. And on, on Friday, uh, Joel said, well, I can come on on Friday. I'm, I'm teeing off early. And I was like, Joel, come on. Yeah. Like, you're in the middle of playing. You will have finished first rounds. You're like five in the morning. I was like, 
we love you. It's cool. We'll just have you on next week, next week. And he goes, no, no, no. I want to come on. What do I got to do? I'm going to get up early. I'll be stretching, whatever. I'll just come on. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to fight too long. You want to come on? You come on. All right. <laughs> so that's fine. Well done. Whatever. Thank uh, you, all right. So let's scoot over quickly to the Diamond Resorts event um, and just give you a handful of these tea times here because it's a very, very crowded field packed with celebrities and, and champions. So you just heard from Madeline Sackstrom there. She is teeing off with every group is a powerhouse with these celebrities, Matt. Right. So Madeline is playing with Adam Thielen wide receiver, Minnesota Vikings, and Brian Erlacher, Hall of Famer, 810. That's crazy, right? That's just a random tee time you select there. Mel Reed is with Frank Viola, 8 o'clock. You've got uh, Josh Scobie we talked about yesterday. He's, he's going to kick things off at 7.30. Uh, let's see here. Tom Glavin, John Lester, playing with Angela Stanford, 8.20. Jessica Corda is with Derek Lowe, 8.40. Her sister, Nellie Corda, with Mark Mulder and Marty Fish. That's at 8.40. All these times are Eastern this this is a Florida event here. Allie Ewing, our friend, newly minted Allie Ewing, formerly Allie McDonald. Remember, she changed her name on our show is when she changed no, her she, name. She did not change <laughs> her name. She's with Vince Carter. And, and <laughs> She's with Vince Carter and Deron Williams, two NBA stars. Uh, so that would be kind of cool to see. Uh, Brittany Lincecum, who you just heard from earlier. Josh Beckett, Joe Carter, a couple baseball stars, 9-10. Brooke Henderson, you also just heard from. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Josh Donaldson. Lexi Thompson's playing with Mike Flasky, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Ray Allen, Grant Hill playing with Celine Boutier. I mean, every group is, these aren't just like celebrities. Sometimes, not to get into the weeds here, but sometimes the Pebble Pro-Am, right? You've got a list of celebs, and kind of at the bottom, you're just like, who, who is that? Who is that person? But here, every group, it's like NBA Hall of Famer, NFL Hall of Famer, super famous baseball player, like, like crazy so I'm very excited to see that. And then I'm also, just one little tiny side note before you go over the air times. Mm -hmm. Greg Hoffey joined us a couple minutes ago. He was telling us about tonight's um, PGA Tour charity Live, challenge yeah. at 5 o'clock. You can watch that. I didn't realize that Phil is going to be walking with those guys with a mic. Possibly clubs, but the clubs are less important. For those of you who have not heard, Phil Mickelson provide commentary, golf commentary. It is going to be worth it's watching that this evening just to hear that, Matt, because yeah, that is, no, it is, he is crazy good. Absolutely, no doubt about it. But for those of you who want to see the PGA Tour live tournament proper coverage, that starts at 11.30 a.m. tomorrow. All right, so let's take a look at some of the air times of how, when, and where you can get your golf because there's a lot of it. And, Dom, uh, just confirm for me the PGA Tour champions of Mitsubishi as well in Hawaii. I believe that starts at 7 p.m. We couldn't fit it on this graphic. But what is on the graphic is as follows. And the PGA Tour for the American Express coverage starts in Golf Channel at 3 p.m. tomorrow. For the European Tour, it starts at midnight tonight for the Abu Dhabi HSBC. Remember, Rory is out there. JT is out there. An absolutely stacked field in Abu Dhabi as well. And the LPGA coverage will be Thursday at noon. All of these times are Eastern time. So, Don, Mitsubishi, I believe, is at 7 p.m., right, on Golf Channel? PJ yeah, Tour 7 it's a three-round tournament. Thursday, Friday, it'll finish up on Saturday. And it starts each one of those days at 7 p.m. on Golf Channel. So it's a very crowded week. Um, I put it in match rundown this week. It's, it's exciting. It's, it feels like golf is back because yeah. this is the first week where like kind of all the tours are in action and there's a lot of huge names in action. It's, it's going to be a fun week. You know, we're, we're talking about PGA Tour champions, too. I'm pumped up because you got Hale Irwin in that field at 75 years old. You also have Tom Watson in the field that we haven't seen 
in some time. So I'm excited to see some of these legends playing as well. So it all just contributes to the buffet that is golf this week. And it's really a buffet of sports that's going on right now, which in and of itself makes it very exciting. We are very excited because as Dom was alluding to, we have some huge guests still coming up this week. And then next week, we're going to delve into, it's normally the time of year that we do it, we're going to delve into golf equipment and talk about some of the new stuff that's coming out in the marketplace that surely you guys will want to know about from some of the biggest brands that are out there. So we'll go deep into the technology so that if you guys are trying to make a decision, you can decide if some of these pieces are exactly what you've been looking for. So uh, stay tuned, as they say, for that as it's coming up uh, next week. But tomorrow, as as Dom was telling you, we've got some huge stars still about to join is one of them being a hall of famer that has a very distinctive place in the history of the game. And I'm really looking forward to that conversation. He mentioned even Joel Damon joining us early on Friday is the plan. I'll be on golf today coming up today. I don't know the exact time that I'll be on the show, but it will be sometime throughout the broadcast window in just a little while. Thank you so much for your company, folks. It was a pleasure as ever. Hope you guys are safe out there. We'll be back with you again tomorrow if we're spared until then. Goodbye for now.